0: Welcome to Our Brand with Donnie Deutsch. I am Donnie Deutsch, and this is the podcast dedicated to a simple premise that everybody and everything today is a brand. Every athlete, every celebrity, every business, every company, every product, every religion, all a brand. We do two things on the show. First, on Thursdays, we drop an interview with a big personality about their own personal brand, and this week it's Eddie Glad Jr., Princeton University Professor of African-American Studies, and a Morning Joe stalwart. We've got a lot to talk about. Eddie's one of the smartest and best guys around. And today, on Tuesday, when I drop this, it's our Brands of the Week. These are the Brand Shaping the ice guys, who's up, who's down, and let's get right to it. First, a big brand down for Tucker Carlson, a big brand up for the sane voices of the world. Tucker Carlson got dumped. By Fox, fired. Goodbye. Not even an on air goodbye. It was like. They put out a statement today saying his last show was last Friday night. Thanking him for service. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. And supposedly it has a lot to do with uh, the lawsuit that there's obviously a lot of lawsuits against Fox. They lost the Dominion one last week. Um, They've got one against Smartmatic. And a a female producer uh, has a lawsuit against them. uh, And I think there's a lot in that lawsuit that has to do with him going away. But this is good news for America because this is a dishonest voice. This is a voice of hate. Uh, I I found him to be the most offensive voice on television. And I don't know if Fox is so bad. I'm so sorry to have him go. You know, yes, he got big ratings, but they can't get advertisers. That's the reason you get ratings for advertisers. The same thing happened with Glenn Beck. It was he was their biggest draw and you can't get advertiser money. So you know I don't even I, I know that Fox's stock Dropped three percent on this news, but I don't think people clearly understand their business model. That the Tucker Carlson show could not get advertisers other than my pillow guy and a few other, you know, uh, randoms, if you will. So uh, a huge brand down for Tucker Carlson, um, a brand neutral for Don Don Lemon. Don is a friend of mine. Don also uh, was let go by CNN. He was a lot of controversy. Uh, about something he said a few weeks ago back, there should be it should have been controversy as well well uh, deserved uh, when he talked about women being past their prime. Uh, I thought actually he was not going to make it past that, uh, but that was probably the beginning of the end for him. Don's a good guy. I feel badly about it, but uh, uh, it looks like his time at CNN was coming to an end for a while, and that that happened also. So a big kind of media news week. Also, I uh, not news week a big. News in the media for the week uh, with those two very big uh, high-profile folks. Also, NBC Universal Jeff Shell uh, was let go uh, because of a self-admitted uh, inappropriate relationship in the workplace. Uh, Jeff, also a good guy, I was sorry to hear that news. Um, Brand down for a Trump Biden rematch. Uh, More Americans said they feel exhaustion over the prospect of a 2024 rematch between Biden and his predecessor Donald Trump, according to a Yahoo News YouGov poll. Survey found that 44% chose exhaustion after they show a list of eight feelings asked to select that come to mind when considering another Biden-Trump campaign. Uh, Fear was 29%, sadness was 23%, hope was 23%. Excitement was 16%. So exhaustion, 44 Excitement for 16 Nobody is looking forward to the rematch that seems to be upon us. And a lot of it has to do with just both their ages. Uh, you know, this is not an ages thing that, I mean, certainly there's a lot of people that don't want to see Trump for other reasons. And Biden, uh, even, you know, Democrats are saying, a lot of Dem- the majority of Democrats say he's too old. And so this seems to be the matchup we're going to get. Doesn't seem to be getting too exciting uh, for potential voters and viewers. Um, Brand out for Republican voters because, according to an NBC News poll, nearly 70% of GOP voters stand behind Trump amid the indictment investigations. Uh, about two thirds of Republican primary voters say they still stand behind Trump. It's just amazing. After four years of him in office, after January 6th, after the indictments, after the man stating that you know we should kind of relook at the Constitution, I don't have to go through the litany of absurdities of Donald Trump. They still choose him forty six percent over Ron DeSantis. It was at thirty one percent, and so the Republican voters are going to get what they want and what they deserve. And I don't know how many t- more times he's got to lose. And the interesting thing also is that this is how stupid Republican voters are in polls. And obviously, it's very early. Uh, Trump versus uh, Biden. Biden wins. And Biden versus DeSantis, DeSantis wins. So they can't even figure out how to pick somebody who's a winning proposition at this point. They are prisoners of Donald Trump, and they deserve what they get. Um, Brand down or brand up for wokeness, depending on what side you are. This is amazing. GOP voters say fighting woke ideology is more important to them than stopping Social Security cuts. I'm going to say this again. Basically, if you say them what's more important to you? This is according to a Wall Street Journal poll. 55% of Republicans say that fighting woke ideology in our schools and businesses are more important than protecting Medicare and Medicaid. Medicare and Social Security cuts, only 27% of Republican voters say that. So, almost not almost 2 to 1 fighting woke ideology versus protecting Social Security and Medicaid. Once again, the Medicare. Once again, Republican voters are going to get what they deserve. It's just, uh, it it defies all logic. Uh, Brand up for Gail King and and Charles Barkley. They're getting a new uh, weekly show on CNN. Um, I think the show is a great idea. I think the two of them will be great together. I think Barkley is one of these. I think what people want now are voices that really come at it from both sides, and Barkley is one of those voices. You know, the big question is traditionally cable is viewed on on a a basically habitual level. It's repetition that you watch every day, the same thing the viewers watch. And a weekly cable show is a lot more challenging to get to tune in. Now, I think they certainly have the talent to defy it, uh, the trend. But they'll be going against the wind, and you know Chris Licht, who's a buddy of mine, taking a big swing, and I salute it. So let's see what happens with Gail King and Charles Barkley. Uh, brand out for the Boy Scouts. Uh, they exit Chapter Eleven bankruptcy after a. I never realized that it, this it was, it was so. It was so grotesque. Two and a half billion dollar abuse settlement. Um, Boy Scouts three year Chapter Eleven bankruptcy case resulted in the largest sexual abuse settlement in U.S. history resolves claims by more than. 80,000 men who say they were abused as children by troop leaders, according to the organization. Those range from 3,500 to 2.7 million, depending on the severity of the alleged abuse. 80,000 men alleged they were abused as children by troop leaders. I don't know, even know why we have Boy Scouts anymore. I don't know how you come back from that, but that's it. Brand down for retirement. America is not ready for retirement. Uh, 52% of Americans say they are not on track to comfortably pay for their retirement, according to a new report report from Fidelity, the largest provider of 401ks. A lot of that has to do with 401ks lost 23% of their value last year, and 55% of those between the ages of 18 and 35 have put retirement planning and saving on hold completely And what makes this matter even worse is roughly half the workforce, we're talking 50 million plus people, work for an employer that doesn't offer a retirement plan. So Americans don't seem to be ready for retirement. This is a big problem. And if 401ks continue to go south, they'll be even less ready. And what's scary, as I said, is that the young people today, 18 to 35, are not even thinking about saving or planning for retirement. And that's certainly not good news for the future. Brand down for the Google CEO. Uh, Sundar Pakai, I think that's where way he pronounces his name. Um, his 2022 compensation was $226 million. And that's all well and good. That's an insane amount of money. That's 800 times the average pay of the average worker at Google and Alphabet, which is about 279000 But the stock dropped 39% last year. There's something wrong with that. Now, he doesn't get paid $226 million every year. He, this is based on a once-every-three-year stock uh, uh, grant, but somehow there's something wrong when we're paying CEOs a quarter of a billion dollars and their shareholders are losing almost 40% of the value of the stock. So by the way, I don't care if a CEO gets a billion dollars if the stock doubles and, and you make creating shareholder value. But something is fundamentally wrong here and I'm a capitalist. You know, I'm not a, you know, you know, a communist. I'm not a, you know, Brits bring down high pay for, you know, I just want it correlated to success, correlated to performance. But a CEO making a quarter of a billion dollars when stockholders, including me, lost 40% of their money under your watch, something wrong there. So a huge brand down for the Google and Alphabet CEO. Um, Brand down for Gen Z. They always get whacked on my show here. Gen Z people are between the ages of 11 and 26. This really has to do with those between 18 and 26. Most first time Gen work most first time workers generally get a promotion anywhere between two and three years. That's historically what happens when you get your first promotion. Gen Z people th- Gen Z people, Gen Z incoming workers, people graduating college, think they should get a promotion after within a year. And that's the entitlement generation. And that's a mindset that's problematic. I should get a promotion within a year. I mean, by the way, the first year on your job, the job the job is basically you should be paying them to work because you're doing nothing but learning. You're bringing no value at that point. You don't have any skills. You come from college. Obviously, you're working hard. You're hustling. But you're getting taught at work. Yet, Gen Z workers think that they should get a promotion within the first year. Um, It's interesting. Uh, brand down for red state colleges. This is interesting. You know, obviously, Roe v. Wade, which is... Uh, a polling that was overturned it has tremendous implications for our society, tremendous implication for women's health, for, for political, for the politics of the country. And we've seen it in businesses. And now it's affecting colleges that 60% of women applying to colleges say they are taking into account what the laws are in the states where the colleges are, what the laws are for reproductive rights for a woman. And 74% of those already in colleges are saying they plan to relook based on what the relook, the colleges they're at, if it's appropriate for them, based on the reproductive uh, laws in the states that these colleges are in. So you're seeing it reach into academia now. And Roe v. Wade, tremendous implications, just about all bad, and we're seeing it in academia also. Uh, Brand now for Bud Light and Budweiser. They fight, obviously everybody knows now about the controversy of uh, Dylan Mulvaney. She is the uh, transgender uh, influencer, who Bud Light sent cans to her of, with her likeness on it? She posted it on on uh, her social media, and Bud Light took all kinds of all kinds of crap for this uh, from a lot of people. Obviously, not a lot of people, but all right wing reactionary non progressive types uh, who thought it was a, uh, a an spursion on their brand. How could this be done? And the marketing exec behind it got fired or was let go or just suddenly left. And Here's my issue, when I look, I'm a businessman. I understand that the transgender audience is not the core audience of Budweiser. It's not a big part of their uh, populace, part of their customer base and it's not a Super Bowl ad. But when you think about that, there are 1.6 million transgender people who identify themselves as transgender people over the age of 13 in this country. That's 0.5% of the population. Not 5%, 0.5% of the population. And if you think that Bud Light spends $100 million and Budweiser spends a billion and a half, in one social media post, which probably has a media value of $10,000, is point oh 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 one whatever. I don't know what the name is, but it's certainly less than what actually the share of the population is. So they're actually underspending against this audience. And I don't think Bud Light ever set out to make this a core group of their audience. I understand that. But yet, what, they shouldn't be allowed to, to advertise to 0.5% of their audience in a in a way that's even not even demonstrative of the size of that audience? Interesting. So Bud really brand down for Bud Light there on that one. Uh, and it's, it. We, you know, it's interesting. I have a feeling the first time many years ago, Bud Light showed a uh, black American in an ad or showed a gay American in an ad. They took the same kind of guff because somebody who drinks beer and as a traditional beer drinker, I guess, thinks only people who look and act like them should drink beer. Uh, Branded up for quarterback Jalen Hurts, one of the good guys in sports, got a, the highest NFL uh, package ever, $255 million, $179 million guaranteed. And what's great about this story, Jalen Hurts was the Alabama quarterback, got benched. Uh, in favor of Chua in one of the championship games. Went to Oklahoma, had a great career, and uh, nobody saw him as a major, major, major NFL prospect. And he obviously brought the Eagles to the Super Bowl. So uh, huge brand up for him. Huge brand up also for Bills Demar Hamlin. It certainly, it's you probably hear by now, is announced that he's been cleared to pay football. Uh, the guy that America all watched ostensibly die on the field and be brought back to life. Amazing story. He seems to be an amazing young man. So that's good stuff right there. Gotta love things like that. Uh, brand out ADHD drugs, not for the drugs themselves, but for the misuse of drugs. Up to one in four students are misusing ADHD drugs, a study finds. More students from middle school to high school are misusing these drugs some schools, as many in four, one in four are misusing, meaning they are using the medications without a doctor's prescription for non-medical reasons. Uh, that's a problem. They looked at their survey from uh, data from 2005 to 2020. Uh, from 10th to 12th grade, of course, more than 3,200 public and private schools in the U.S. Uh, the drugs include, included were Ritalin, Adderall, Concerta, a bunch of the drugs, and one in four are misusing these drugs. That's a problem. Uh, huge brand of whoppers. Uh, Burger King is selling more Whoppers than ever before. Uh, They brought back their campaign, Have It Your Way, uh, with the tagline, You Rule, with the slogan, you know, have it, pick, hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to sing because I'll lose any listeners I have or viewers on this show. Uh, but they're going back to basics. And I talked about this uh, uh, like-minded situation with the Army when they brought back Be All You Can Be. Uh, sometimes you have it right and you stray from it. And that was one of Burger King's core competences. They're going back to it. You know, Burger King over the years, they've tried salads, they've tried this. Go back to what you people know you for, Whoppers. Get them in the door on that. Sell them on the other stuff there. But And they're giving out crowns. I mean, I'm going to go, I would just go to Just Get a Crown. How about that one? Uh, brand out for happiness. Well, there's always brand up for happiness, but brand out for a survey in a Wall Street Journal poll, only 12% of respondents, well, actually, this is a neutral one. don't you get into it? 12% of respondents said they were very happy. Um... Actually, it was the smallest share of very happy people ever recorded since the uh, Wall Street Journal-NORC General Survey dating back to 1972. Some 30% rated themselves at the lowest level of happy, saying they were not too happy. But a majority, some 56% said they were pretty happy. So I guess that's okay. I, I mean, only 13% very happy. But if more than half saying they're pretty happy, um, I'll give it that. Uh, America's happiest people have a few traits in common. They view community and close personal relationships. They tend to believe in God, and they generally are older and often in retirement years. So pe- I get, people who don't have to work anymore seem to be happy. I think that's counterintuitive. Kind of that's interesting. I, I think people are happy when they're working. I think I would thought that people who are retired and aging out and less center to the population, but they seem to obviously have less stress in their life. So those are the happiest group of people. Uh, brand up for young people religion, a surprise surge in faith among young people. A greater share of young adults say they believe in a higher power of God. About one-third of 18 to 25 year olds say they believe more than doubt the existence of a higher power uh, from one quarter in 2021. So that's up from 25% to 33%, according to recent survey of young adults. Um this is from the Springtide Research Institute, a nonpartisan nonprofit uh organization. Um, young adults, theologians, and church leaders attribute the increase in part to need for people to believe in something beyond themselves after three years of loss. I think coming out of COVID, people assert, you know, we're still in the coming out of COVID stage. We we rocked the world for a period of time. And I think people needed to believe in something to hold on to faith during that time. And I think that seems to have stuck with young people. Uh I love this one. for libido. Men with higher libido, higher sex drives, are 69 percent less likely to die young than their male counter than their their counterparts appear the studies than their peers. The study suggests uh, this survey was done by Japanese researchers. They they studied health data over 8,500 men who were most in their 60s over a seven-year period, and they said that they the when they watched the health over those men during a seven-year period, men who were interested in sex at the start of the study had a 69% lower risk of dying from any cause by the end of the research. Uh, a healthy sex life has long been linked to positive mental and physical health, with experts recommending that couples make love at least once or twice a week. In this mind, many who reported a lack of sexual interest Included more current smokers and cases of diabetes and overweightness, obesity. Interesting. So if you're horny, I guess that's good for your lifespan, okay? As long as you keep the horniness in appropriate places. And finally, dog restaurants. Brand up for dog restaurants. Dog, a San Francisco Rams Vogue. A San Francisco restaurant that caters exclusively to dogs. Um, they serve birthday cakes, pastries, shakes, Even serves dogs a tasting menu. There are restaurants just for dogs popping up all over the country. And you have restaurants just like kid menus restaurants in regular restaurants for regular people who bring their dogs to restaurants, whether for emotional reasons or some restaurants just let dogs in and they serve steak and rice patties for dogs. Uh, Look, $143 billion spent on American Pet Products Association, so no wonder there are dog restaurants. And myself, who has six dogs, and am a dog lover. I say yay for dog restaurants. Those are our brands of the week. Remember to tune in Thursday for our interview with Eddie Gloud Jr. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple, anyplace else. Have a great week, and we'll see you with our interview with Eddie Gloud. Thanks so much.